something that we should listen to because this whole scene may have played itself out before on this earth. And if you understand the theory, which I believe has been accepted as fact now, continental drift, there may have been an Atlantis and a Lemuria, which had tremendously developed technologies and societies. And the same scenario that we're playing out now in this great stage called the world may have played itself out over and over again in the past for millennium. In my investigation of, of the mystery schools, the secret societies that are bringing all this about, that really control everything behind the scenes, um, I found that this is all about religion. It's all about a recurring theme that is penetrated and is at the heart of every religion in the world. And that is a creator or a creatress who has a son that is sacrificed and then is resurrected and saves the world or saves humanity. It seems to be an archetype that it, it is that is within us. Right? Yeah. What is it? Come on, Jimmy. Seriously. The time is up. People are hip to this kind of stuff. I, I'm here tonight to blow the lid off it, to be the whistleblower. I'm sick and tired of the secrets and the lies. It is the secret symbol of the Luminati, and you're a part of it, and it is the all-mocking tongue. It's the symbol of the all-mocking tongue. And I'm sick of it. I want everybody to be in on the joke, man. You know what I mean? For years now, talk show hosts, people on television, people in sitcoms have been hired by the government. Been hired by the government. To throw you off the track, to distract you, to make you laugh and stuff like that. Make you happy and docile. Make you happy and docile. So you don't know what's really going on. You know, and they get out there in the woods in a circle naked and they decide these things and, you know, and yeah, look at them, look at them trying to, it's hilarious, hilarious. And, you know, and I'm sick of, oh, hold on a second. You know what they're trying to do? Boom, this thing is buzzing, hold on. They're trying to turn us into, you know, uh, you know, consumer drones of some sort. I just gotta get this. Yeah, listen, I'm in the middle of blowing a little. on the joke. Three, two, one. Hello, motherfucker. And welcome back to another episode <laughs> of the Hona Hon podcast. What the fuck is up? I got two of the coolest cats I know in the fucking podcast game. I got Chris from Mensa Podcast. And then I got fucking Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. What the fuck is up, guys? Thank you. What up? I've been podcasting you, you all day, bro. What's up? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You're I living woke the fucking up, dream, dude. I woke up late to a podcast, which is not very all that different from what I used to do when I worked for a bakery. And and I had a podcast today with Luke Mitchell, so shout out to him. That'll be coming out soon. But thanks for having me. I'm glad we're here doing this. I feel like this is the beginning of, of a, a series of episodes, possibly. I don't know. We were talking about that. You got all excited and said, let's let's start recording. So I'm just psyched to be here. Can You, you want to plug your stuff in, Mark or Chris, so the listeners know for the two people that listen to this show, which I can't believe... That's that many people. I think my mom is one of them, and my wife might be the other one. So you can plug your shit before we dive deeper. And the, the whole idea was Chris's of doing some. I don't know what the fuck he's got planned, but I'll let him. I'll let him say whatever the fuck he's it, got. Planned. 
Wow. Dude, basically, I just I feel like I'm I feel like sometimes the algorithm from YouTube always gives me these people, and they're like, "Oh, dude, like look, Nick Cage," and then he's got like a triangle on his shirt, and they're always like, "Fucking Illuminati!" No, don't, don't don't talk down to Nick Cage, bro. <laughs> he's always watching. Though. You know what I mean? But it's always somebody, and it's always Illuminati confirmed. And I just I love that. I think you guys are like fucking hysterical, and like yeah, some of my favorite podcasts, and easily the most easy to talk I did easy twice you're both easy and so i figured like man let's just sit down and fucking bullshit basically because you know a lot of people like i said when we did that one the other day dude like a lot of people take this shit super serious and i really respect the fact that you guys can just like you know detach and just like get a goof out of it all too because yeah we're all wearing tinfoil hats out here but at the same time you know we gotta live with these motherfuckers we gotta be regular and you know i mean to a degree (laughs) right right I'm excited. I think we can get into some stuff. I do a couple of different, like, I don't know, series podcasts with different friends that I've made in this, you know, world. Your Handbook for the Apocalypse with Michael Wan, where we kind of just talk about whatever's going on in our worlds in that particular moment in time. And then I do a show with Dave from the Generation Z podcast and his co-host Camden, sometimes when Camden's there, about alchemy and the periodic table of elements and we basically go well that's my angle they're kind of more like sci-fi kind of so my point you know they 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 bring the alien component when we look at the elements and and the ultra high-tech shit but anyways that's not my point i like (laughs) structured stuff right that's why i do all these different shows my show's one way my family thinks i'm crazy mrs juan and and mama juan please check it out but but I definitely think we yeah, can. Shout out to them, <laughs> we I think we could definitely do some sort of thing here, a la your point about Nick Cage, where we break down like something like that. I don't know if we go through like certain people that are notable or famous, or maybe we just look at Nick Cage movies because those are full of symbolism. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited to 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 follow the threads and figure out who the Illuminati actually is. Bro, is this- I'm like a prickly pear. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I like where this is going with Nick Cage. Cause if, if his image in my mind is tainted by any way, shape or form, I'm going to have to throw this fucking cutout out. And I, spent, <laughs> I spent good money on that shit, bro. But I, I actually sent, speaking of Nick Cage, it's funny you guys bring him up. I sent my, <laughs> I sent my friend Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. We, sure. we did that that review of he, he's my movie connoisseur guy. And whenever I want to review a movie or something, he's the guy to go to because he's just he doesn't know so much about movies. But I sent him this article from Yahoo Insider. It says Nicholas Cage says he can't do karaoke anymore after his punk rock version of Purple Rain went viral. And then he goes on to say karaoke supposed to be private. It's like a prayer. What the fuck? Like, what do you, what do you want, bro? Dude, he is the best. Maybe this is just the beginnings of the cult of Nick Cage. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, I'm in on that 100. 100, 100%, bro. Me too. What? He's the best. Like, he's hands down. He's the fucking goat, dog. Can we get him a crown or something? Just like let him know he's got disciples on these streets. Lord, Lord Nick Cage. (laughs) Hail Nick Cage. I'll drink to that. I'm not saying that just because someone has some kind of Illuminati or occult symbolism attached to them that we can't still appreciate them or their work. Because I know this has been talked about on 
my favorite conspiracy podcast, Tim Fall Hat, there's a possibility that Nick Cage might be a time traveling lizard person, according Bro, to Sam Tripoli. What? Maybe, yeah, dude. maybe what? every single one of his movies has some sort of ultimate meaning about life and the society that we're living in. And Sam Bro. has has gone through it multiple times on his show. He even dedicated a whole show to it once. But without extremely parroting everything Sam's taught me, I would say that's worthwhile. I mean, Stanley Kubrick comes to mind. Sure. A lot of directors have worked with Nick Cage who have kind of conspiratorial ideas anyways. So psh, I think there's a lot there to look into. Like, why, why haven't you booked like, him for Tim Fallen Hat, bro? Whoa. Nick Cage? Whoa. Nick Cage. Book Nick Cage <laughs> for Tin Foil Hat. Well, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to ask, I'd have to ask around. I'd have to ask some of my insider contacts to see if anybody can get me in touch. I did get in touch with Tommy Chong. That was pretty big. Tommy oh, Chong, nice. I mean, he, he's not as famous as Nick Cage, but when I talked to Tommy Chong, he was the first guest that my mom actually recognized me having <laughs> on my podcast. Everyone else is just another name. She's like, oh, cool. He's doing a podcast with his friends on the internet. It's like, no, mom, these are authors and doctors and philosophers artists, and artists yes <laughs> and people who hit me up on instagram and tell me they've had visions dude out of all the hollywood because hollywood's like super occult right like we can clearly all agree on like it's fucking babylon like it's wild and so who's the most you know because like maybe that's why we all like nick cage you know maybe that's the little nugget in the middle that we're all like secretly like we like i can i can i can see him in like druid robes you know what i mean i could see that <laughs> Well, I mean, he's done that movie, The Wicker Man, which was literally like pagan druid symbolism. So, boom, you just nailed it right there. Everything about him is magic, dude. It's crazy. Nick Cage is yeah. magical. My favorite my favorite movie he's done is is The Color Out of Space, the H.P. Lovecraft iteration that they did. And the, the, the thing I love about Nick Cage is that, number one, he's never retiring from acting. He's already said that. He's already come on and said that. And number two... Just his dynamic, right? The way that he's able to really take on the role and just run with it. And he just immerses, you know, he, he immerses himself in that role. He just fucking goes all out. And it's a shame. So here's why I don't think that he is a part of the Illuminati or the, or the reptilians. Because I've, I've literally titled the show, Is Nicolas Cage a Reptilian? <laughs> and the reason I don't think that he's a reptilian is because... I think he would be in a better position than he was. Mind you, he's broke as fuck. And the reason that he does all these B-rated movies is because he's bought sarcophagus and I think like a T-Rex skeleton or some shit like that. Yeah, dude. A T-Rex skull. You think that maybe they were like, hey, why don't you, right, drink this adrenochrome? You know where it comes from. And he was like, no, you know what? Fuck that. You know, like some, I don't know how to do a Nicolas Cage impersonation, but, you know, fuck that. And they're like, all right, so you're going to, be in debt and never get any really good movies out and all the movies you do they're b-rated and the only reason that they're noticed is because you're in it <laughs> you know what i mean dude did you guys see pig yet yeah oh dude amazing it's, movie it's filmed all around portland and it's so it's so awesome you know because like being from here and like watching it and like like the roads that they drive around they, dude they're just driving in circles they they never like it's no linear like it makes no sense and then you watch it and uh, one of our s places that sells our sauce is in, <laughs> in the thing. 
And, uh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. So we were out there the other day, and my girl was like, "I can't believe we're we're in a place." Nicholas Cage confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stupid. Well, That's I mean, wild. just because Nick Cage is maybe a, a lizard person or has metaphysical. I mean, let's take it away from the lizard person uh, metaphor because it, it's kind of a metaphor. I mean, and the lizard person thing is like evil, right? Because, you know, reptilian mind, you know, they're only out for um, themselves, ultimately, that kind of thing, right? It's kind of metaphorized into like an actual idea that people think it might be real. But, I mean, I was listening to somebody talk about St. Germain, Actually, last night it was on another podcast called Vibrant. Mike Winner was telling us about St. Germain and how he phases into reality and phases out of reality. Now, I'm not what? saying Nick Cage is completely that, but there is this interesting thing about Nick Cage uh, and his movies where he kind of like touches on these themes. It's almost like his movies are like a a separate reality parallel to ours, almost like what Quentin Tarantino has said he tries to do with his movies. Bruh. That's crazy that you said that, dude, because I always think sometimes in the back of my mind, like maybe these are like, because there's so much occult information in them. If you can like kind yeah. of, you know what I mean, peel it out. I wonder sometimes if they're like, you know, because I've heard the same thing about St. Germain actually last night, which is really bizarre, which is what they say about like Thoth the Atlantean. And then there's that picture of like Jay-Z that looks like super, like he's been here before too. It's like, is that the way you do it? Like, I wonder, does spirit manifest and then you look like how you feel? Or are these Oof. people time, right? It's weird. That's, what the, that's what the weed do. The, this podcast is going nowhere where I had fucking planned it for it to go. <laughs> well, let's get it back on the reins. Where do you want it to go? I was just going to say Taco Bell is selling a $10 a month taco subscription. <laughs> Son, I'm in. Why would Yo, you want that's that? Fuck it. That's de- I, yeah, you can have one taco a day for 30 consecutive. Who the fuck doesn't want a taco a day, bro? I mean, Wait, that's your new business? What? That's your new business? No, no, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I swear to God, Taco Bell is selling a ten dollar monthly taco subscription. I swear to God, this is on on it's on the internet. Taco Bell be is true, also right? sponsoring the one on one podcast now. Yeah. That's brought we're... to you by Pfizer. <laughs> so, but no, no, I'm I'm just kidding. I, I like where this is going. I never heard of Saint Germain. Apparently, Saint Germain. he's a legendary spiritual master of ancient wisdom and various theosophical and post theosophical teachings. So. And oh, dude, it's for it's the new hotel. age culture, the age of it's Aquarius. It's also a hotel and a mixtape in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, you said something earlier that I, that, that, that piqued my interest. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but you said you said you don't like aliens. Is, what's up with that? You said something about the technology and all this shit. Uh, you, you don't don't believe in aliens at all or what? When did I say that? Did you read my mind? Because I said that on a podcast. I don't know if it was live, though. When did I say that? I think earlier on, I think in, the, in your intro, you said you go with your buddies and they, they're more of the alien tech and you're not. So you don't believe in aliens, dude? Seriously? What? Today I said that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You might be a little bit stoned, but it's okay. Oh, man. No, I think, I think you know, it's more complicated than they're just like from another planet. I guess that's what I mean by I'm not so satisfied with 
the alien explanation. I also have the same feeling about like, you know, saying Lucifer, Satan is the source of all like the evil occult stuff. So, you know, I, I just think like we can never pin it on one group. It's way more complex than that. Now, when it comes to like whether or not the aliens built like the megalithic sites around the world, I really have grown away from that idea. That's my that might be where I'm getting confused because I talked about that on Chris Matthews Forbidden Knowledge News this morning or this afternoon. And and yeah, so it's it's not that I, I don't agree that aliens are out there or exist. I'm just more from the camp of like, well, clearly aliens are, you know, let's say a modern phenomena, but I think that's just a symptom of our modern lens through which we experience multidimensional entities, right? So we've always experienced multidimensional entities. It's only that, you know, within this past 150 or so years that science fiction writers and science fiction sort of imagination has led us into this sort of Martian fantasy. And some of the earliest depictions of aliens were inspired by occult sort of, I don't want to say like practices, but occult like symbology, really. And even like Aleister Crowley drew some kind of like lamb type creature mm -hmm. that, you know, some people make the connection that that could be a gray alien, or at least it resembles a gray alien. Or it's quite possible that it's reversed, where like people who were into science fiction were also into Crowley, and they saw that lamb drawing and were like, you know what, this is a good way to depict what I'm going to create here, right? So I don't know exactly if we can pin it all on like the modern era I think aliens definitely go back into antiquity. But again, I don't think that that means that they're the source of like these pyramids and stuff like that, too. So it's just it's so complicated that, you know, one of the things that I've been more fascinated in lately is like human breakaway groups and like high tech civilizations in the ancient past. But really, you know, it seems to be more of a case of advanced human beings or our ancestors or you know maybe even us from the future going back in time you know i've seen crazy theories like that but yeah you know i'm in the phase of my life where i'm just collecting all these ideas hence the piles of books behind me and you know maybe as i get older especially thanks to this podcast and the help of the people that listen and the people that join me on the show i'll begin to sort really sort it out over the next you know however many years of my life but as far as i'm concerned i've never seen an alien i've only heard experiences secondhand so that's not to say i doubt them i believe in them i mean ryan bledsoe came on my show and he's a very very like real relationship with extraterrestrials but then again, there's a lot of people who are familiar with the occult who read into what he's saying, like a guest on my show, Nick Hinton, and, <clears throat> and possibly think like, you know, there's something more to it than just aliens. And, and even I think, you know, the Bledsoe say this themselves, that it's not purely extraterrestrial. It's, it's interdimensional. Yeah. Nick Hinton was actually the first podcast I ever did two years ago. I've been doing this shit for two years. It's fucking wild. And he was the first guest I've had. And it was actually, bro, it was actually the whole Saturn time cube thing that got me into conspiracies like heavy, heavy, heavy. Mm. And then I, what I love about tinfoil I had, especially is because I feel like that's like the tip of the iceberg and that really like preps you to do like the groundwork. So mm. it's like they present an idea that's easy to digest and then you can just keep diving from them. Then you go down that fucking wormhole of just 
a shit show where it's like, wait, what, you know, I need to take a seven month break because I'm about to go crazy. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's wild. I've, I've seen, I want to say I've seen a gray before, but not in the sense of like I was abducted or anything. I, for the longest time, I've always had sleep paralysis. Right. And I've always had it, but <clears throat> I never had it to where I would see the entities like the shadow people. I would just wake up and it was pretty freak. I haven't had it happen in a, in a while, but it was pretty frequent where I would wake up. Obviously you can't move. You can't do anything. And you just get that sense of dread that comes over you. And one time when I was going to go visit the, the coral castle, have you heard of that place? Coral castle? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Florida, I was going to go visit that place the next day. I was in Miami. I had a, an episode, right. Of sleep paralysis. And when I opened my eyes for a split second, I saw what looked like to me like a fucking grave right there in my fucking face. And then I freaked the fuck out. I jumped out of it and it was gone just like that. So was it a grave? I don't fucking know. Was I in that mindset? I was watching a scary movie before going to sleep. So I don't know if that did something or what, but this brings me to my next thing. And I want you guys' opinion on this because right. Aliens have always been this thing that everybody talks about, especially in the conspiracy and alternative thought community where, Oh, that's what did they say at the beginning of 2020? No, we're not ever going to have vaccine cards. We're not ever going to do any, they're never going to force anything up on us. December 27, 2021, NASA hires 24 theologians, including a priest to prepare humans for possible alien discovery. Mm -hmm. What? the fuck is Bro, that said in the fucking news this year dude they're like ufos ufos right so what the i mean clearly like clearly something has changed with the news outlets or whatever you know what i mean like they're allowing this kind of information to be given to the public you know for lack of never before has this like you know what i mean no. we're in a brand new place in space and time right now this is wild no. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it goes to the whole thing of, of like this whole disclosure thing, how you're saying it's never been something that's come out in the news. And, and Mark earlier mentioned about how Nicolas Cage kind of like brings forth into reality, a movie or something like that. And I think this is what, what Plato talked about when he wanted to restrict the arts in Plato's The Republic, when he wanted to strip people away from the arts and, and cinema because it well plays at that time and music, because he understood that these things talk to people's soul, right? When these actors are in front of this big screen, they, they take on this role and they make people believe it, dude. There's, there's a guy who murdered his entire family from watching the matrix. Cause he thought that everybody else, everybody out there was out to get him. He fucking shotgunned his entire family and killed them all because he thought that he was in this world that was portrayed by the matrix. That was that recently or when was that? No, this was back in 2006, I want to say, but it's called the matrix case. And they've used that defense. They've tried to use that defense, the matrix case defense in other uh, cases of murder, because people thought they were either a character in some movie and they went crazy. And it's like, wait, what is taking over these people? Is it something, something, some sort of entity that gets into them? Are we actually in a simulation? This is some sort of glitch. And maybe the architect, if you will, tries to patch it up. 
you know, to, and they take too long or something like that. Cause I do think that we are in some sort of simulation. I do think all these ancient guys from the guy who invented binary code, he talked about the law of attraction. He talked about how words affect reality. He said thoughts can affect reality. And when, when you have the media, what I was going to say earlier, when you have the media portraying this reality to people, people are living the reality that the media paints for them. I say defund the, the media. You know what I mean? Don't defund the police. Don't do it. Defund the media because they paint the picture for everybody and they're living in their reality. Whatever they put out, some people, I don't know. Have you guys seen the new Matrix? Yeah. It was fucking garbage. Have you seen it, Mark? No. You haven't seen it? Well, can I it tell was you garbage. Why? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I love what you just said, and I want to add to it. And it's also kind of why I don't watch movies because not because I think like I'm on the fringe of, of doing something like what that matrix case is sounds horrible, but I think that's the result of what they've, you know, programmed into movies and certain people who are possibly at risk for something like that happening, get triggered by whatever sort of electronic hypnosis is happening while the movie's being played. And one big example of that was when they first played the movie Night of the Living Dead. I think that's the movie. And it was like one of the first big like scream movies. It was like kind of like the first horror movie that really had that like scream factor where people were like actually scared in the theater. And, and it was to the point where people were like nauseated and, and throwing up. And like that to me sounds like some sort of psionic weapon, not, you know, just like people being upset with somebody who filmed like someone being beheaded and then carrot juice and tomato, like with tomato paste in it, like falls on the floor. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the special effects back then were not great enough to provoke that kind of disgust in people. And I think what it is, is an indication that they were playing with technology. And I'm kind of butchering this information. Actually, Chris Knowles talked about it back on my podcast about a year ago episode 14 and I've heard him talk about it on other shows which is why I asked him about it but yeah it's definitely backs up the fact and I think even Jay Dyer talks about this a little bit I think I asked him about that on my show as well but you know it's a big reason why I don't watch movies because I don't know what kind of technology they're programming into these you know into these films quite honestly and when I say that I mean I don't go to theaters because I think the theater has a sort of capacity to put you in the state where that sort of effect is more conducive. Now, I'm not saying you can't achieve that effect at home if you go out of your way and build like a home theater. But if you're using like a shitty 2005 television, like I am, like it's, I doubt that there's not going to, you know, they're not going to waste that kind of technology on, you know, that kind of home console, but something in the theater, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I really, to me, the, the audio is really where I'm more, uh, worried about it because like I said like visuals I think most people yeah we get the fact that you can be desensitized to violence that's not quite what I'm talking about I'm talking about like an auditory technology that subverts your conscious awareness in a way that causes changes in your brain while you're engaging with that medium whether it be a movie or even music I mean you see that in hip-hop music where they take something that used to be a great medium of truth. And now it's just like a, a concert of violence that pretty much just provokes people into that sort of wasteoid lifestyle. 
it's funny you say that because I brought this up in the last episode I did that. I, 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 I said that for some reason, I feel that movies are getting longer and more and shows are, and movies are getting more violent where, for example, I use the example of the squid games, right? Uh, how many people saw that, that show? And it's so gruesome, right? And some people are like, Oh, well, it's always been the, all movies and shows have always been violent, right? Cause it sells, right? We have grand theft auto. We have all these video games that, that make people again, plead that case of and the matrix case was in 2003 and they've they it's dubbed the matrix case because they've tried to use this this defense saying that the person didn't know that they were in the real world dude you're gonna plea fucking squid games (laughs) yeah well (laughs) right maybe like hey i thought i was in the fucking squid games and i had to break the cookie dude because what mark is talking about is super interesting it's like manchurian candidate sleeper cell patsies these people that essentially get fucking triggered and they fucking turn into some autonomous pre-programmed you know Derek zoolander is a very exclusive day spa dude yeah and you're right and and it it, and it's funny he brought that up because i have an article uh, from the cia in 1958 when did when they did hemispheric synchronization with robert monroe and he was trying to find, and what's that movie altered states, right? When they go into the sleep deprivation tank, which if, if, or not sleep deprivation, I'm sorry, sensory deprivation tank. And he, at the end of the movie, what does he do? He transforms, he brings out this primal dualistic, right? This, he, he starts eating the monkeys or some shit huh? like that. He turns you know, into a monster. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because he was able to unlock through the use of psychedelics and through the use of so sensory bro, deprivation, so this, this altered state. Do what? This gets back to my thought earlier when yeah. I said earlier that when we were just bullshitting, I was like, do you feel like you look like how you feel like you should look like? I, I mean, I've always thought that my entire life. I look like a Juan. You look like a Christopher. So Mark my, looks like a Mark. So my, ooh, don't say that. Mark looks like a Mark P. Steve, shout out. That gave me flashbacks to when I got into the wrong neighborhood and people said, your name's Mark. You look like a Mark. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, dude, I don't know. Maybe they don't have that where you're from, Juan, but Mark is not always a friendly term. But either way, I like really? what you were saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I felt like when I was a kid, to be honest, I didn't feel like I looked like I wanted to look. But now that I'm 25, I don't 27. I don't feel that way. I felt that way probably since I was like 22. But yeah, for like the younger part of my life, I definitely had that kind of identity crisis going on for sure. So my point being is, is it, is, does it start? Is it the bird or is it the egg or is the chicken? Or is the egg? So I'm saying if you're, if you're, if you're wearing your skin fucking four by four that you find yourself in, right. If you're wearing that and it is a literal expression of how you feel, right. Well, then why don't we just all start feeling like billionaires? Because you see, it doesn't work that way, Chris, because just how any other program, you can't run a a (laughs) Mac Pro. Listen, I got to go up up to the levels. Listen, you can't run a a Mac program on a, on a, on a Windows computer. So in this reality that we're in, there are certain, and it sounds cliche, right? To break out of the matrix because doing all this. This is magic. This is gets back to our whole. Yeah, kind of in a way, right? But I, I feel that if you're able to, I, I feel that to a certain degree, you're able to quote unquote hack the system, if you will. 
And I don't think it's as, if it was as easy as that, I feel like a billionaire. So I should be a billionaire. I think everybody would do it, but you got to put in the legwork. And I do believe in the law of attraction. If you speak things into existence, I do believe that, that they do come to fruition after and only after you put in your legwork and you align the things that need to be aligned in order to make that shit happen. So, so we're talking about manifestation. We're talking about all this shit, right? Which is, we got Mark pulling up a book about something. He's about to come in with some fucking fire right now, bro. Look at which is which is meditation, right? Which is focus, you know, single pointed focus. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what Mark is talking about to bring it full circle about the Manchurian candidate, bro. Like, what happens if we watch Sesame Street? They ring a bell and then we just go start murdering folks. You know what I mean? Like, who who knows where one starts and one stops? You know what I'm saying? I I agree 100%. And I was going to pick out a book, but I can't find the one I was thinking of because I have this camera set up right here so that I could like put a light on and show you guys some cool shit because I thought we might get into something like that. And I know we will, but when the right book comes up, it will. But on the point of Manchurian candidates, I mean, there's a reason why that's one of the most popular or I mean, most highly credited movies, right? It's like thought of as one, of, but it's very like, it's not an easy watch. Like it's, it, it's like <laughs> academic level movie watching. You know, I've watched that movie once or twice and just thought like, what the heck is going on here? So I've often wondered if that movie itself was a device in that way. Whoa. You know what I mean? Whoa. Like, Dude, and inception like, level like, shit, bro. You know, who knows? I mean, there are people uh, since that film has come out who have acted in that way. I mean, Sirhan Sirhan is a, a big, you know, a big example of that. I can't say I know for sure if he ever saw that film, but I can imagine a scenario maybe where someone's put under hypnosis and made to watch that film and like people in the know know what that film can do and the average person just watches it and they're like, oh, interesting, you know, and it kind of goes right over their head or they're smart and they're kind of like, oh, what do we what do we got here? And they spend some time trying to figure it out. But I think ultimately that could be maybe I don't know, just spitballing here in the Illuminati circle. (laughs) Mark, have you guys ever, I mean, cause like, you know, I'm a weirdo, like I paint and shit too, right? So sometimes (laughs) I- You fucking Bob Ross over here, bro? Dude, I'm saying, I'm trying. (laughs) But you know, sometimes you try to put that, encode that information into shit too. Like, you know what I mean? Like- I got some shit, Chris, Chris. Who's to say say I haven't said things backwards in my intro before? I don't know. That's true. To add on to what Mark was saying, for example, I'll I'll use my dad as an example. My dad had a heart attack back last year, January. He died four times. And me being the person that I am, I asked him, I said, Dad, the first question I asked him, I said, so you died four times. What was it like? What did you see? You know, did you meet your ancestors? Did you see the light? Did you walk towards the light? What the fuck happened? You were dead for 45 minutes. Okay. And you were in and out throughout those 45 minutes. And I said, what did you see? He goes, not a damn thing, just darkness. And I go, well, maybe there's not a spiritual bone in my dad's body. And so maybe he's not attuned to a certain frequency. How Mark was saying, some people may watch something and not get it right away. How I've listened to podcasts before where I listened to them the first time around. It makes no fucking sense to me. And then another time I listened to it and it makes so much more sense to me the second time around, because maybe I've attuned myself to that certain frequency of whatever message or whatever intention is behind that. And I feel like 
they they use they use movies for this shit. We know this. They use movies for neurolinguistic programming. Okay, they use this. And one thing I wanted to bring up, but I'll bring it up later. I'll bring it up later. But bro, that's so ill. Like what? Like. You know what I'm saying? They got Aleister Crowley backwards for two hours during the Matrix, and you're just absorbing it the whole time, dude. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> well, to your point about your father, I mean, I don't, you know, you said he doesn't have a spiritual bone in his body, so that is a good point. Like maybe he's just not aware and hasn't mm-hmm. like attuned himself to that frequency. But also, I mean, you got to consider like the amount of like chemicals they use in those settings generally i don't i'm not a doctor so i don't know exactly what maybe was involved but that's definitely a factor i could imagine you know like if you get put in this sort of anesthetic state then maybe that's more of the reason why you wouldn't be conscious of what was going on but but yeah man i think the near-death experience stuff is really fascinating but it is interesting that not everybody has those experiences. I mean, or maybe he did have it, but just did, like you said, didn't remember it because they were pumping it. Maybe he lived four separate lifetimes and didn't even <laughs> fucking recognize it. Hey, I, I like the idea that when we, I, I believe 100% in the multiverse, and I believe that the brain is only being broadcasted consciousness. I believe that when we have. Right. Some sort of like me and Chris, we went deep on the Mandela effect on one episode where people remember things. And there are cases where kids remember things from past lifetimes, because I feel that when we die, our consciousness travels to another parallel dimension or another universe and gets inserted into a separate person and body. And and that's how we have these other thoughts and other memories. And it's scary to think that because if you do die and your consciousness just travels, Maybe the people around you at this point in time aren't actually your family that you're used to and recognize because you've traveled to <laughs> to another dimension. But do you ever, yeah, I just piggyback off that though, dude, two points. One, have you ever felt like you've known somebody like your whole life? Very weird. Yes. Two, my mom had, and I maybe told you, I might've told Mark, I can't remember on the pod, but my mom had cancer and before she passed away at one point I was sitting on the couch and she was in a chair next to me and she started looked over and she said she saw like her father and her grandfather on the couch with me. Damn dude. And that My was condolences, bro. By the way, I appreciate it. But you know, alive, like right there chilling, just could see dead people. Cause like I said, maybe it's your, you're fading away into that. Cause dude, the human eye only sees 0.0035 of the light spectrum. Imagine we can't see infrared. We can't see x-rays. We can't see all this shit that we, that are, is around us. So who's to say that right now there's not another world around us at this point in time. And we don't know it because we can't see it. Yeah, We dude. can't see it. You know what I mean? We can't, att- we can't attune to that frequency because either we've been, fed all this bullshit all of our lives and and we've been programmed if you will. And it's like in, in the matrix, right? Where people don't know that they're in that reality. They don't know. And what does that guy say? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right. He's eating the steak. He goes, I know the steak isn't real. Ignorance is bliss. And he fucking eats it. And he knows it tastes good. Right. He knows it's not like some sort of analogous for the occult. Like once you start learning this shit, dude, like it's a slide and you will get back to the top. You just can't get back to the top. So you're sliding. And, and unfortunately, like when your eyes become open to this shit, you can't stop seeing it. Like Nicholas cage. Great example. What's it. 
Like all of his shit starts off with Saturn films, Saturn, the black cube of Saturn, Mecca, the thing the Jews wear on their head, the black goo. When you unfold the cross, it's a box. It's a cube. It's like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, the whole Saturn, you, you start seeing well, this shit well, everywhere. Here, the, the Pythagoras, Pythagoras, bro, he, and this is why I love Pythagoras, because he talked about this shit. He said, don't sacrifice people because those people were somebody you knew in, in the past life. And there is crazy stories about Pythagoras, about him talking to, to a, I think it was an ox or a bison. The, the ox or bison wouldn't move for the farmer. So the farmer goes up, to, he, he goes up to it, he whispers in its ear. And the ox or bison moves. And the, and the farmer was like, wait, what the fuck did you just do? He goes, hey, he was a buddy of mine in a past life. Bonkers. Boom. Bonkers. You know, the other thing that Mark was saying, too, to just, just to go back to that, which was really interesting, or uh, excuse me, to go back to what you were saying, your dad, and he was in the other side for a minute and didn't see any. Well, what happens if you're died in the fucking wool Catholic? Maybe fucking Jesus is there. What if you're a, 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 a Muslim? You know what I'm saying? Maybe Muhammad's Muhammad. there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if you're a Buddhist, you know, maybe skinny or fat Buddha's there. Who knows which one? You know what I'm saying? I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? And this, t- what's ill about that is, and I'm looking at Mark's photo, and what it reminds me of is the Egyptian uh, Book of the Dead type of No, shit? that shit where they're going to they're gonna pr- pr- they're gonna shoot it up in the sky. You know what I mean? Project Blue, Project Blue Beam. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where they have God for the Christians, where they have, you know. So what do you got there, Mark? What is that? And for those listening at home, you can check this out. This will be on YouTube at the Juan Juan podcast uh, YouTube channel. So you can check that out there. So this image I remember learning about or finding in like some kind of like smoke shop. They had like this little like book of like Indian pamphlets, you know, like little Hinduism type books. But this is like, you know, a symbol. And I'm sorry, the quality might not be that great with this camera. But but yeah, th- this is kind of symbolizing what we're talking about. And, and that's why, you know, a culture like Hinduism goes through the practices that they do so that people, when they transverse this, you know, many steps of, of a human life, they're somewhat conscious of it and maybe even able to direct where they go in the next life. Hence the idea of, of karma and whatnot, right? So... I mean, Ouroboros, the snake, the, the serpent eating its own tail, right? right. The, the reincarnation, the endless cycle, the cycle of infinity. I'm trying to find the painting. I forgot the name of the painting where it's like it shows it's the three separate paintings. I forgot the name of the, of the guy who painted oh, it. Hieronymus Bosch, that painting, right, where it shows these different these different dimensions, if you will, right? And these are guys who are, yeah. who are visionary yeah, they're visionary artists, and it makes me think of who is it? H.R. or H.H. Geiger, the guy from that made Aliens. He was what he was painting his nightmares, like Lovecraft. Lovecraft was painting his nightmares. He made a an entire mythos behind. There you go, the Gnostic, the Gnostic Ouroboros. There, the snake eating its own tail, which is a, a symbol of reincarnation and being trapped in in the matrix, if you will, by this false god, right? Saturn, Kronos whoever the fuck you want to call it. And that brings me to my next point. Why the, f- and I, and I, and I found this very weird you know, speaking about symbolism and, and paintings and the underworld and out of body. Why the fuck is Pluto in Disney named after the fucking Greek God of the underworld? Can somebody tell me why that is? <laughs> good Seriously. Question. Pluto, he's the, he's the Greek god of the underworld, and he's a, a Disney character. He, he's Mickey Mouse's dog. Right. Totally. 
Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know the Pluto symbolism off the top of my head, but I have had a couple conversations lately about Disney, and it seems like they're definitely using occult symbolism in their, their whole, you know, pantheon, if you will. But on the point yeah. of H.P. Lovecraft, someone that I follow, Chris Knowles, He's a really awesome researcher in all of these realms. And he talks about how H.P. Lovecraft was really just like copying everything the theosophists were writing about in that time, which was a whole mythos in itself and just rebranding it towards his own, you know, sort of peculiarities. But yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like he's touching on something that fits into our subconscious, you know, the whole idea of. Jungian archetypes and artwork and whatnot. That's what this whole book is kind of designed for that I have here. It's just all images. And the Hieronymus Bosch one is in here too, which is why I'm kind of flipping and looking for it. But the That's a wild painting, dude. That that, yeah. that painting is crazy, just everything that you see in it and the way he breaks it down. But again, it's these guys that maybe he was tripping his balls off. Dude, if you look at the, and we can get into this, because I had a conversation with somebody, I think it was yesterday, the day before, about Tartaria. And I know Mark goes balls deep in Tartaria. <laughs> and my buddy was like, hey, out of all the conspiracies I can't get behind, Tartaria is the number one. He's like, he's like, sell it to me. What's What's the number one piece of evidence that you have? And I was like, well, I mean, this, I, I, for one, always go to the world fairs, right? The world fairs where they had this beautiful architecture and then they just fucking tore it all down for what? For no reason. After six months, hey, let's just tear it down, leave a couple buildings up and that's it. But what people don't fail to recognize is that these world fairs were happening all around the entire globe. Yeah. Well, I will say, as much as I like the description, I do go balls deep, but as far, even though I go balls deep, I still can be, like, not getting behind it, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I think I'm the, one of the more skeptical podcasters that takes on Tartar as a topic, you know? Even though I don't challenge my guests, I definitely don't, like, go out of my way to endorse what they're saying, I'm just curious and interested and open-minded, you know, and I think, you know, I let the listeners decide because I, I've I actually, I think I've said on your handbook for the apocalypse several times that like, you know, I'm definitely suspicious about the whole Tartarian native narrative, especially considering, you know, it goes back to that CIA document, which is supposed to be, you know, the, you know, this sort of expose like on Russia saying, oh, they know how to erase their own history. Look at what they did to Tartaria, right? And people cite that as like evidence that Tartaria is a worthwhile conspiracy to get behind. But in the same vein, I mean, we have all sorts of information from Marco Polo's journey about Tartaria, and it never seemed to be that, you know, out of character to what we hear from most explorers who go to a, a foreign land that they've never been to before. What that says about foreign lands that are outside of the West, I, I think it's super interesting. But you got to keep in mind, like Marco Polo, he went back to like where Venice or somewhere in Italy. And who's going to take all of that information in? The Vatican, right? So I think that, and obviously the Jesuits were involved with trying to understand the Mongols because Genghis Khan was very dangerous and he had like several sons that followed him that were equally dangerous. So there's a lot of strange history with Tartaria, but I don't know, you know, if it's like, 
I guess where I'm skeptical about it is when you try to like give it like a catch-all, make it like a catch-all theory for just anything. I think all the evidence that people put into the Tartaria category is evidence of something, whether that's Tartaria being this ancient global civilization that spanned from North America to Russia. I don't know. Maybe there was another name for it. Maybe it was the Native Americans, you know, maybe it was whoever preceded the Native Americans. Maybe it was whoever built the Easter Island heads and Pumukpunku mm-hmm. and all those other amazing megaliths in South America, right? So, yeah, I think they're in Central America rather. But yeah. I don't know. I do go balls deep though, if you guys couldn't tell. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's why I, I like talking to you about it because I know you know a lot more than I do, and I know your stance because you talked about it on the last episode that we did, where right. you're skeptical. You can go with some of the certain things. How you said maybe it's maybe they are hiding something. How perhaps maybe it's just been misconstrued because one of the things that my buddy Paranoid American brought up on my show was when Alex Jones called the owl. Uh, a statue like he related it to Moloch and I think that's one of the biggest things that people refer to when they're talking about the Bohemian Grove oh they're doing this this sacrifice to Moloch whatever when in reality it's probably a a homage to uh, the other god the owl I forgot the name anyways the the symbolism of the owl geez I forgot the name geez anyways but the point is that ever since Alex Jones said that people just run with it people just go and, and they and they just Blindly say this without knowing that it's, I think it was something about Minerva or some shit like that, where the owl symbolism, it can mean a lot of different things. Like how some Mexicans think that owls are witches, right? It's like the owl is like this crazy animal, right? That's it. And I was hunting the other night, bro. And we were sitting in the middle of the woods and we start hearing the craziest fucking, I had never heard an owl until like very recently wow and we were yeah we were hearing these noises and i look over at my friend which is more experienced than i am and he goes yeah they're just fucking owls and i'm like dude but they sound like people talking i was like is there a fucking skinwalker around here that's trying to get us and i was like like all this crazy shit i was like oh my god i'm about to die right now you know what i mean like the skinwalker is coming for us some dude's about to run i'll be like help me and we're gonna be hey let's go help him Fuck no, dude. I'm out of there, bro. I'm I'm running the other way. If, if you're ever in the woods in the middle of nowhere and you hear somebody scream, help me, you fucking run. All right. Because that's a fucking skinwalker getting ready to tear your ass up. You know what I mean? So, a, but yeah. It's a trap. It's a, it's, trap. A, it's, a, it's a trap, bro. Have you seen all the, the TikTok videos? No, I don't. No, nah, no. Nah. What is it? Well, there's TikTok. Yeah, there's TikTok videos of because I'm obviously we know about the skinwalker, right? This this yeah. Indian uh, folklore, uh, black magic, this, this maybe projection that, that I, th- I think Freud talks about these projections that we project the dark self and all this shit out into reality. And that, and he talks about the UFO being a projection of people's psyche. And I brought up this idea of what if Bigfoot and all these cryptids are just projections of certain people through maybe haplogene X, right? Where this certain group of people is able to project out certain things through genetics, right? And some people are more susceptible to spirituality and all these different ideas because of their genetics. And it goes back down to that, that haplogene X group where it's like this, this Royal bloodline of people who are able to tap into other things spiritually, interdimensionally, whatever it is. And that's what I feel. That's where I feel that the Mayans, 
the Egyptians and all these ancient cultures. That's why they quote unquote disappeared because maybe they were able to attune to a certain frequency where they just pieced the fuck out of this dimension and just left as a whole people. You know what I mean? It's a fucking crazy idea, bro. But anyways, if you're ever in the woods and you hear somebody screaming for help, make sure to get out of there. Cause last time, Last time we talked, you had said if you ever see some stairs in the woods, was that you? Oh, the stairs in the woods. Yeah, bro. I don't know if, if you, you go on Reddit at all. Not, well, I mean, sometimes, but. Well, so the stairs in the woods and check this out. This is a true story. Yeah. Uh, I think about I've been on Reddit for like seven years, eight years now. And I was on the, the subreddit No Sleep. And there was this, this people put in like a creepy stories, right? And I'll, I'll yeah. be laid up at night, just reading a creepy story, right? Laying in bed, whatever. Oh shit, you know? And there was this story. It's, I'm a search and rescue officer. And these are some weird stories. And it's like a eight part series of this quote unquote search and rescue officer that was running into weird shit in the woods. And he was telling his story, his or her story, whatever. And for the longest time, bro, I thought that it was real because the way it's presented, and I encourage the listeners to go check this out. It's called, I'm a search and rescue officer and it's on Reddit. Look it up and read the stories. And for the longest time, spoiler alert, I thought they were real. Okay. And it was stories about mentally handicapped people that would go missing and they would be found alive. There you go. Yeah. Fucking, fucking owl. All right. They would, can I, they, can I apologize for going out there and totally missing what you guys are talking about? Because Sam called me as I was looking for this owl uh, and I had to answer because he's about to do a show with it, the guest. But um, it's a synchronicity, bro. It's a synchronicity. Yeah. But this owl, I saw it in the forest, literally walking down the trail, eye level, 10 feet away, almost a year and six days ago, January 12th, 2021. <laughs> and so, it's. It's one six twenty two. Holy fuck! Right, and and a year thinking, and six days ago, and it's one six twenty two. But thinking about where my podcast is then, when I saw that owl, and where I'm at now, I mean, shit, bro. Who knows? Dude, Maybe I don't know. the owl has illuminated me, and I didn't even know it. Man, you got abducted, bro. You watched Sesame Street. Manchurian Candidate. Mark B. Steve out here. Oh God, dude! I'm the so owl good. hypnotized me, dude. I, are Are you even real right now, bro? Do you even know? Uh, I think, therefore, I am. That's the reason that Renee Descartes said that shit. Because he's like, hey, I don't know if this shit is real. We can't trust our senses, but I think. Therefore, I am. So I'm a thinking thing, and that's the only thing that exists. Bro. I think Mark is a projection of Nicolas Cage. Bro, you know what I'm saying? I think it's wild that you just Bruh. mentioned Rene Descartes because Gordon White was on my show two days ago, and I literally have it in my notes. I'll prove it to you. I wrote it let down. Me, let me finish up Descartes. the Descartes. Boom. That's a let, We can talk about Rene I'm Descartes because he's, he's <laughs> one of my favorite people, but I want to finish up the search and rescue shit because Chris brought up the stairs in the woods, right? And we're talking about creepy shit in the woods. All right. Okay. So thanks for bringing me up to speed. Sorry for the interruption. (laughs) No, you're good. So the whole thing was, it's a, it's a a series of stories. And I thought for the longest time that they were real spoiler, they're fake. The they're they're just stories, but the way that this person, you know, puts out and they, and has thousands and hundreds of thousands of views of people. So this person puts out these stories, which I thought they were real later. Come, I find, I come to find out that they're fake, but the Reddit community blew up and people started reaching out to this person with real life experiences of them seeing the fucking stairs in the woods. So 
it's like this, this story, this was supposed to be a story and just entertainment turned into this real thing. And people have come because dude, think about it. Who was the president that decided to protect all the national parks and how many acres and miles of national parks are there? How much shit out there that is in remote areas of the world and of the globe wherever that we don't see if the tree really fell in the woods, did it fall if there was nobody around to see it or hear it? So these stairs in the woods are supposed to be some people say that when they step on the first step, they fucking some die, some teleport to other dimensions. Some people have visions, some other, and it's like some stairs are old. Some stairs are new. Some stairs are, are like freshly built. And it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere, like who brought the materials here? Is this some glitch in the matrix type of thing where if you go up the stairs, you transform or you transcend or whatever the fuck. What, do you, what would happen if this kind of stuff just kept happening? Like every year there's like not only a, a new Mandela effects, but there's also new things like the Mandela effect, like steps in the wood. What happens if the sinkholes just start opening? You know what I'm saying? Where's this shit? And Juan, man, you're freaking me out, bro. I don't, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but. I will say I've found many strange things in the woods. So I definitely encourage people to go and look. You might not, uh, you might not, you know, find anything that spooky, but I have heard a story about a stone on a mountain in New Hampshire where there's Indian legends, old ancient, you know, legends that go back, not ancient, but, you know, old legends of this stone that eats people. It swallows people, right? What? And this same mountain is one of the mountains that I think, what's his name? Missing 411, that guy, yeah. he's covered this area in what he's done in his series and yeah it's interesting they have this legend of a stone that when f you stand on it it basically like you you phase through it and you're never seen again like are you gonna are you gonna try it <laughs> no <laughs> i don't want to go up to that mountain <laughs> have you have you guys heard of casadega here in florida no so it's it's called this it, uh, it's it referred to the spirit let me look it up i don't want to fuck it up anyways it's this it's this little town here in Florida where it is referred to as here you go it is especially it is especially known for having many psychics and mediums and has consequently been named the psychic capital of the world. And there's a chair there. It's called the devil's chair. And they say that if you leave a beer out on the chair that overnight the devil himself drinks the beer. Well, Maybe that's some fucking homeless guy, but no, that's, I, I mean, that's not very far fetched at all. I mean, that's like a common practice in many cultures is to offer things like alcohol or smoke or even food to spirits. Right. So, and yep. even uh, the devil's chair, like, so that reminds me of a lot of what you see up here in new England, where sacred native American sites will be renamed after the colonial period, devil's path, devil's tomb, devil's cave, devil's rock. And everything is called devil because in those days you had these Puritans settling the area and they regarded anything native American as, you know, devil worship because they didn't Witchcraft. understand, you know, what they were doing when they were dancing around the fire, or, you know, they didn't really, you know, get behind spirits and all that type of stuff. And, what they called, um, and I've actually experienced this, which I fucking, I always forget to talk about this. This happened this year. Uh, well, last year feels like this year. So Hobomoko is this evil 
sort of spirit and then there's a good spirit right which you know people generally don't even say the name out loud right so there's two spirits and they honor the evil spirit just as equally as they honor the good spirit not in the same vein at all but more of like well we'll leave offerings for the bad spirits that he doesn't fuck with us you know that seems to be the vibe i get and this is it's interesting because in uh, makamudis connecticut there's a little state park called makamudis state park and it's really legendary for what's called the moodist noises and in ancient times or uh, you know maybe pre-columbus times the native americans would hear this rumbling roar in this area and they said that's hobomoko for sure and when i was there on a hike past year i heard this like boom 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 noise like almost like thunder but there was not a cloud in the sky it was a beautiful august or september day you know there was no sort of you know clouds in sight it could have been lightning but the fact that it was in that area and it had that sort of like from the ground feel like it was more like and maybe people on the west coast have experienced this with like the you know small earthquakes that you're more likely to get over there but it was really strange man and and what that why that reminded me of what you said or vice versa because you know if we're out of right relationship with these sort of evil spirits or maybe these negative spirit places it only only makes the negative high strangeness worse you know it seems to be the case like you know we're kind of causing this like spiraling out of energy that maybe would have been sort of i don't know satisfied enough to stay out of everybody's way in the in the old days when they would sort of do those rituals to honor those beings right let me hit you with another one mark do you feel that so I brought, up, I brought up Pluto earlier, right? Have you noticed that since we ruled out Pluto as a planet, shit has been going fucking bad here for us on planet Earth? And Pluto, with his symbolism, he's not Saturn, if you will, but Pluto with his symbolism, do you think that maybe we pissed off some sort of, I don't know, demon or deity or entity of some sorts by being like, hey, Pluto, fuck that planet. It's not even big enough to be a planet. But he was named after the Greek god of the underworld and death, bro. Right. So it's like that show Hellier. Have you seen that? Dude, another synchro. Chance was just telling me on the Interverse uh, Vibrant <laughs> podcast last night that I got to watch Hellier. I even have it written down right here. You got to watch that show, dude, because... <laughs> It's got to do with what, exactly what you're saying. Offerings to pan this this entity that is, you know, that has various names all throughout history and could be, I mean, could be sort of related to the devil. And I do believe that there is a duality within everything of 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 evil and and good. And I think finding that balance. Now I don't know about giving offerings, but interestingly enough, in the book of Genesis, the whole term scapegoat was because there there was, and this is crazy, in the book of Genesis, there was a an angel, right, if you will, and his name was Azazel. And Azazel was the ruler, and he was like a general of all these other angels. And we're talking about the Nephilim and all this shit, right? The Nephilim, the giants, and, and, and uh, the fallen angels. And in order to show the grace and forgiveness, give me, give me one second, my son just broke into the <laughs> <laughs> what up, son? <laughs> 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 
Yo, beat it. Dad's talking crazy nonsense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with Sam? Tell Sam what's up. Tell Sam he, he's a he's a, he's a, he's involved. He wants to be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? sorry, but he wants to talk conspiracies too. But anyways, <laughs> back to Azazel. This they would really the whole term scapegoat came from the idea of just that releasing a goat into the wild, right? Sacrificing one for God and then sacri- and leaving a scapegoat to escape as a peace offering to show the forgiveness and the tolerance of God. So in the book of Genesis, you had people offer, doing offerings to these angels, right? So in, in the book of Genesis, it says a goat was sacrificed to Azazel, which is, is the general angel, right? If you will, entity or whatever. And we're going to release into nature this other goat that's going to be a peace offering for what? I don't fucking know. But now you know where the term scapegoat comes from because this goat shows the forgiveness and the the mercy of God, if you will, because they release it into the wild. And you can go into the whole Baphomet and, and all this shit and even relate it. You can even relate Baphomet to John the Baptist because they said that John was, and mind you, John the Baptist has a cult, the Mandeans, right? They're, they're people who highly regard baptism. And they thought that in, in, in the Bible, they, they sometimes referred to, there, there's obviously there's conflictions in the Bible where they refer to John the Baptist as the Messiah. A lot of people thought he was Jesus. A lot of people thought he was the true Messiah. And these mundanes, even till this day, they still practice and they see the the baptism as this high form of worship towards John the Baptist. But they refer to him as this, like this wild man, right? This man of the wild. And he was very eccentric and all this shit. And people relate that to Baphomet, right? Because you have the duality of Baphomet. You have the hermaphroditic duality, right? You have the tits of the woman, but then you have the, the, you know, the masculinity of a man. So it shows like this duality within. And I've even heard the idea of John the Baptist being related to Baphomet, which goes back to the Knights Templar because they said he had, they had John the Baptist's head and that was prof- prophesizing to them. And we all know the Knights Templar created the modern day banking system. So what the fuck is going on, Chris? I, I think Illuminati makes, confirmed. I, I think, well, dude, think about it though, like, you know, if all things go up, you know what I mean? There's going to be a singular point. So if if there was God, wouldn't God be both sexes to give birth to all things? Mm, right. I was just looking for a picture of that in this same book because there are kind of depictions of that that are not strictly limited to the symbols that you mentioned, Juan. Even though I do agree with most of what you said, I guess mainly, you know, I kind of disagree with the last part. Sadly, I forgot what you said, but... Well, and there's um, also a really famous painting <laughs> by John the Baptist. Oh, the Templars and being behind yeah. banking. I think it, it's way more complicated than that. But you're, alchemy, not, you're not all wrong by saying the Templars created our banking system, but it's way more complicated than, than Well, that. they came up with the idea of you deposit gold here and you can get gold over here. Right. right. And you but can, I which is essentially is what we use today. But they, the whole, the whole thing, the reason I bring that up is because it's done through alchemy. I think through the use of fucking witchcraft, bro. I think, <laughs> I think Joseph Farrell says that it goes even further back to Sumer and like Babylon. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I think the the Templars, if anything, they were just learning things in the, in the East, the near East and bringing them back to the, 
somewhat west in those times, which was Italy and Venice and all those places. And, and he talks about how the Venetians are kind of like the bankers who took that role after the Templars, the Crusades, and all that. So it, that's only why I tried to correct you. I don't mean to go against what you're saying because, you, you know, we are pretty much screaming in agreement here, as Sam likes to say, without maybe the <laughs> screaming. But, but yeah, <gasps> yeah. I, I think it's, you know, it's definitely something that I shy, like, away from going any, towards any conclusions because the more you learn the more you realize like wow this is way more complex and i thought like one person that i always go to for the for like the symbolism in the stars is chris knowles and something that he says is that space is an altar so when you think about it like that Oof. it's like the you know we're looking up at this altar and cultures kind of have depicted you know oh, this means that this means that these planets mean this and and it's a snapshot of, of a time and that moves in a cycle. So when we understand the cyclical nature of time, and then we also have the knowledge of what the snapshot looked like in the past cycle, we can make a better prediction as to what may happen in the future. And I think that's the key to what a lot of the elite banking stuff even goes back to too, is having that kind of foreknowledge. And that's been lost on the common man these days, maybe until now with, you know, the interest from the internet and awesome publishers and authors and, and now podcasts, but yeah, for sure. And, and to touch on that point that you're saying about the stars, right? As above, so below, that's what the pagans were all about. The pagans were all about worshiping nature, worshiping the celestial bodies, because like how you said, they would androgenize every single planet right like how the gnostics every single uh, celestial body has its own orbit and every orbit is a different dimension right so every orbit to the to every planet to the gnostics was a demon that would rule over what 365 degrees right 365 demons they would rule over their dimension and they would they they, they looked at them as like these guardians right these mm. gatekeepers of these and that's maybe why perhaps right we have pictures of saturn and jupiter and all this shit but who knows what happens when that when how you said it's an altar right and it just takes me back to geordie rose when he calls the quantum computer an altar to an alien god and it goes back to we don't know what happens when we cross these orbits right we don't know what happens after the kuiper belt and all these different asteroid belts that maybe we do teleport to another dimension right maybe like what stanley kubrick and the 2001 space odyssey where they what they teleport to this other dimension and it brings them back to what he's he's a little baby then he's a man then he's an old man and then he dies and he becomes this being of light at the very end and almost like this ascension Right. Where where he comes in and it's like he lived his entire life in the mirror in, in, in minutes. And then at the end, he was just this light being. And it brings me back to the idea that we are light beings having a human experience. Flesh and we're wheelers. Oh, huh? flesh four wheelers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Flesh four wheelers. Yeah, we just got the, this meat suit on that. That, yeah, that you know it what I mean? Because like, sometimes bro, okay. think about it. Think about it. If it, it, we come up with these ideas and we talked about Nicolas Cage and, and we oh, talked yeah. about all these different authors and artists and even Lovecraft, right, who created all these universes just in his head alone. Why is it that we can visualize and think about all these worlds, but then we don't have the capacity 
through language to be able to portray these ideas. That's why Elon Musk wants to do what? Hook us up to the fucking Neuralink. And and he said that it's the, the virtual reality is going to be more distinguishable than the real world. Right. Or uh, not that you're not going to be able to distinguish between the real world and the virtual reality world. And I hate to say this, but I recently did get the Oculus Quest 2 and I hate funding the reptilians, but it's so much fun. And dude, when I go, when I put the VR headset on, I'm immersed. I'll put it on at seven o'clock and I take it off at 12 and it felt like five minutes passed by because I'm so immersed in that. And I know it's a video game. I know it's, it's, it's a game. I know it's not real, but it feels real. And there's a lot of people who, who aren't strong enough to fight that urge. There's people who live on VR chat 24 hours a day, right? They want to lose weight. This is why you don't try heroin. (laughs) Kids at home. Don't try heroin. Brought to you by Chris. It's a wrap, dude. You do that. You can be like, nothing else matters. Have you ever tried it? Fuck no. I'm terrified. No way. (laughs) For that. The only for that reason though. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you don't want to let the devil in. You don't want to open the door for the sun, bitch. I was talking to my girlfriend about, about Nike entering skateboarding and how they almost ruined the fucking sport. It's the same shit. Skateboarding, open the door. It's a vampire. You got to keep the door closed and they're not allowed in. Well, a vampire can't come in unless you invite him in, so I guess that makes sense. Just, what about Nic- Nicolas Cage, though? I'd let him in. I'd let, yeah, I'd let Nicolas Cage in. <laughs> <laughs> but these are all things I think about, and it's a very fucking crazy world. And like I said, this whole—I uh, think it was today—I was listening to—I was—I was actually listening to, listening to Alex Jones today, and he was talking about the whole people who want to live forever, right? These transhumanism people that let's not forget that Jeffrey Epstein funded a lot of this research for transhumanism because they, what's their ultimate goal to be gods and to live forever. And that's what enslave the rest of us. And yeah. And enslave the rest of us, which is what we see in movies such as the matrix, right? Where they have enslaved humanity and, you know, put this veil over their eyes to where they can't distinguish the fake world through the the real world and it goes back to the ancients bro the, the 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 plato he talked about the theory of forms and all these people who talked about the demiurge right rene descartes talks about what he talks about the demon that controls everything that takes over our senses because our senses are unreliable so we can't trust what we see in front of us and wow. that's why he came up with the i don't know how to say it in, in whatever language he is but i think therefore i am he he's a thinking thing and that's all he knows you know what i mean it's fucking deep bro this shit's deep dog the problem is all this stuff is like dude at the end of the day like you know there's like all this conspiracy theory and we're like throwing in dick jokes and everything you know whatever whatever <laughs> And aliens, and it's funny, uh, whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like some of it is deep as fuck, and it's like actually kind of quasi intelligent thought, and it's and it's tough to get through because it's so mucky and thick, and people of the smartest that have ever come on this motherfucking flat earth, <laughs> the smartest people <laughs> that have ever come on this flat earth have thought about this shit, you know, and encoded their thoughts, and uh, you know, for from public school motherfuckers, man, it's it's you know, it's thick, bro. It's like, you know, and, 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 and like I said, in addition, them, they code the shit, you know what I mean? And they're not exactly letting the cipher out sometime is what they mean. It's just layers of occulted thinking over time, you know, but it, like you said, dude, it gets deep, man. It's weird. 
that's why that's why Manly P Hall is such such a you know so one of the greatest people of all of all time because he was able to what yeah. he was able to see the symbolism he was able to really convey the message to the masses in a way that they could digest the only reason he became a mason was because he knew more about masonry than the actual masons themselves so they just gave him the whole 33 degree mason or whatever they're like hey dude you know your shit you want to just we're just going to give you the rank. You know what I mean? Like, you and know, this and stuff. That, and they say KRS one's got a fucking like 32nd degree rank too. They, they bestowed upon him. I, th- I think I saw it, you know, one of those, uh, hip hop school thing, whatever he does. And he's talking about it, how, you know, he's been bestowed with, you know, the honorary rank of, you know, whatever it may be uh, to the, you know, order, you know, for that same reason, you know, it's great, dude. It's fucking wild. Yeah, it is dude. And, and, and the, uh, what, what Mark to touch on what Mark said earlier, he's like, the more I learn, right. The more I start seeing to me, it feels like the more I learn, the less I know, because it just leads to the more and more questions because I can't find the time and energy to, to decipher all this shit. You know what I mean? Like to sit here and actually think about, and because when you, when you open up one can of worms, it just, it's like an endless cycle. It's the Ouroboros all over again and it's fucked up. They're all, dude, they're all rabbit holes, right? They're each individual one is a rabbit hole that you could spend a long time on, which is really scary too. Cause you look at these crazy people that have talked about aliens for the last 30 years, you know, and that's their whole shtick. Like I'm open to it, you know, personally, I'm open to all of it personally. And I'm also willing to throw any of it out at any given time personally, yeah, but it's just me. I know dude, familiar with knowing nothing. Like I am well aware that I know fucking nothing. Cause if fucking Plato said it and he was the smartest motherfucker to come on this rock for a long time, you know, I think Aristotle said that. He said, you know what I'm saying? put yourself in, the, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and it gets thick. Like you said, man, like it, where does one start? Where does one stop? And it's weird too. Cause then we get back to this occult shit and demons and multi fucking verses and parallel universes. And is, is it, is it a projection of self at some point? I think, dude, at the end of the thinking, like at the end of this line, you just got to pick a side, like on some Star Wars shit. <laughs> and that's it, dude. Pick a side, man. Fuck it. You're going to die. So either go with the light path or the dark path type I of shit. I think we've already already chose, you know, because I think like not on some weird shit, but I think we're, we've all like, we're all clearly like open to this shit. We want to talk about it. And I don't see any dark agenda in either one of you Satanists. So... You know, I don't know. It seems, but you know, bold, bold words. I don't. I wouldn't go by that label, but definitely, <laughs> I was just talking about that on a on a podcast, like the how silly, you know, it is when people try to pin it all on the synagogue of of Satan. When really, like, that's just the same thing that, you know, it, it's just the same. It's a formula, you know, and it's not gonna work. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of think, you know. It's not just about like, oh, we're all going to die because I personally believe that you might come back and reincarnate, right? And I'm sure you believe that too. I don't think that's what you meant. But to that point, I kind of think like, so how am I going to make the world a better place so that when I get back here in the next life, you know, and and seven generations beyond, right? That's kind of what Marissa Baumgartner talked about when she was on Tinfoil Hat recently. She's got a a sort of podcast about indigenous cultures, which I think that's awesome. We need to see more of that preserving, you know, these ancient uh, wisdoms that have been really largely tried. They've tried to stamp them out, you know, like a lot of what you've been talking about one. 
Isn't that the same energy though? Like that's the same shit, right? It's kind right. of a, like a fuck you to the power system, power to the people, be righteous, fucking positive vibe. It's the humanism movement and they've taken that away. And the humanism movement is that in, in short that we are our, what, what the Gnostics talked about. We are our own gods and we can recreate our own reality, but everything has been, and I say this all the time, it's a brokered experience nowadays in order to re, to reach divinity you have to go through the church. You have to go through us, through totally, history, dude. right? His story to the victor, the spoils. So whoever won is the one that's making the fucking rules at the end of the day. So it's, dude, they exiled Galileo for thinking that the fucking world revolved around the sun, right? And they were wrong. He was right. So what else are they wrong about? Right. You know what I mean? You can't trust everything that they say, but uh, spoiler alert, at the end of the, uh, I don't want to ruin Matrix for you, but uh, anyways, they, they, they pretty much put out the idea that people will always want to be governed. People will always be sheep and they will always do what they're told. And I don't think, and, and that's what I love about podcasting, right? Because we're able to portray this message out and get these, these, the, this frequency out there because a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure people listening to this show are not your average fucking Joe, right? If, they're, if they came across this show, they're, they're a little bit more enlightened. Well, I hope they would be a little bit more enlightened than, than the average person because they're listening to this type of material. But I just love that just being able to, and I think it was you, Mark, in your intro where it's like, this is like boom therapy. As soon as you turn on the podcast, it's like instant therapy. And I just love that about podcasting and getting together with other people who share the same similar beliefs Right. Even though they might not think that Tartario is a real place, but either way, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still, I love talking to people about this type of shit and I just love going on these wormholes and, and, and it's fucking wild, bro. It's, 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 and it's exhausting too. You know what I mean? Well, I did three podcasts today and like I said, I woke up late to one. So I feel like I've been podcasting all day. So I'm, if I start saying like, remember when I said this, it might have been things I've said on other shows. But but yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that like here we are now in the age of Aquarius and what we're seeing in our world is like the last glimpses of the age of Pisces energy, like as it cycles away from this new Aquarian age age where you know the water that is the internet here is kind of like connecting everything and you know take like you know your backyard if you have like a mud pit what happens you know all that when it rains all that dirt you know it comes up with the water and it starts getting moved into one place you know the water just kind of in a glass you take it and you can see everything that's in it it kind of separates things for you right and i think that's what's kind of going on here with podcasting is we're kind of like taking everything that's been like layered and layered and layered for years and years and we're pouring some water on it and letting it like rise to the surface and seeing what's really been hiding beneath those layers for all these years and, I, and i'll tell you what boys i think this was a great first episode of of what might be a good thing coming up so I'm going to dub this Illuminati confirmed, yes. right? And I'll, and I'll probably put something else on there, but we'll bring it to a conclusion guys. And I, and I had, I had so much fucking fun today. We talked about a lot of different things and it honestly went above and beyond what I thought we were going to talk about. I had something completely different plan, but Hey, it was fucking great. And one more time, you guys can plug your shit in for the listeners at home so they can find your stuff. And I'll plug all those links as well in the description below. 
So my family thinks I'm crazy.com is the place to find everything about my show, all the ways to support and all the different bonus content. And we got some t-shirts that we just put out and I see you're wearing a Mensa shirt. I have one too. Thanks to my man, Chris, who yourself and Chris, we're all part of Alt Media United. So if you guys are in need of maybe some new podcasts that you haven't listened to yet, go check out altmediaunited.com. You can find uh, the three of us there and a bunch of other great podcasts. Hell yeah, dude. I want to just, same thing. Thank you guys both, man. So, I mean, I, I love talking to you guys both, like some of my favorite guests by far. So it's always a pleasure. And I love to see where the rambles go, man. If you want to follow any of my shit, it's uh, mentalpodcast.com, Alt Media United, and just shout out to Juan and Mark, man. Love you guys. Right on. Hell Odin. Hell Nicholas Cage. <laughs> right on. This is fun. Thanks, guys. Luminati awesome. confirmed. Awesome, guys.